Hello and welcome to Cadet Conversations. This is the second episode in a series about high school relationships. I'm your host, Mr. Gotch, and I am joined by my colleagues here on the uh, the panel, uh, Mrs. Darcy Lugo. Mrs. Lugo, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Mrs. Pierce is also here. Thank you. Hello. And our special guest, teen therapist Paige Kling and Peel. Paige, thanks for coming back. Absolutely. Love to be here. Okay, so uh, on our last episode, we talked about when you get a crush on somebody, when you ask them out, navigating all that kind of first stages of things, first kisses. We had a whole long segment on that. So if you want to learn about first kisses, I recommend you download that and listen to it over and over and over again. Um, today, we're going to talk about after that, after those sort of magical moments and you've gotten past your first kiss and you're thinking, okay, I really, really like you, as Carly Ray said, um, where do you go from here and what does it really look like to start dating somebody? Uh, and I am going to have not as many examples in this because I didn't really date anybody in high school, like to the point of being in a relationship. Uh, there was one girl my senior year who went to Northrop, uh, who was a total babe and, um, she was, uh, we went on a couple dates and she was nice, but it wasn't really a connection. So, uh, that didn't end up happening for me. So we're going to, we're going to be relying on, um, our panelists here for, uh, some examples. So, um, I want to talk to you first, Mrs. Pierce about, uh, what it was like for you in high school as kind of you started getting into a relationship. What did that look like? <clears throat> well, um, I did have a serious relationships. I probably I said the end of my freshman year, but it was more like my sophomore and junior year. Um, and it was an older boy, so he was a year older than I am. And how did what did it look like? You know, it I, I felt like it wasn't the best relationship at all, simply because I felt like I lost so much of who I was. And that's that's as much as I can really explain. Like I just became someone else and I wasn't like no longer myself and I was doing a lot of things for that person. Um, Are these things that you wouldn't ordinarily have done, you think? Well, yes, I mean more, In other words, my, likes changed. Okay. my likes changed, my likes changed. I just remember, for example, I mean I used to play different sports. I started like not doing so many activities that I used to like. I you know, I was I've always been bubbly and uh, I'm very independent and all of a sudden I become I, be, I started becoming dependent as in like I couldn't do anything unless I asked him. I just started um, you know, if I wanted to go talk to a certain friend or if I saw a group of friends that I want, you know, that I saw out there, I found myself not getting myself involved or not participating in those activities. And, you know, I, as I look back, I'm like, wow, that was really unhealthy. I was really, I felt trapped. And so it was a, a very positive experience for me. Okay. Paige, can you talk about the other side of the coin and what, what it, what a good relationship should look like in high school, you know, how it should make you feel? Well, I think unless you're, you're ready to get married within the year, there should not be a serious relationship. That, okay. I think that's a healthy aspect of a, of a serious relationship yeah. is that, yes, there's commitment and you want to be faithful to your partner by not 
you know, going out with other people. However, I, I, you have to learn who you are. And to do that, you have to explore different avenues. And Lizette was talking about doing sports or even just connecting with other same gender friends. That is so important. And when that is taken away, you are actually losing the opportunity to develop who you are. I like I remember going to the mall. I mean, there was a lot of things that I missed out on because of the fact that if he was going, I wasn't going to go. And yeah. Okay. So how do you get to know somebody better than you talked about that? What, what does that look like? I think spending time together, I, I, again, I love the idea of doing it in groups. Um, I, I think there's something about our personalities that tend to come out a little bit more when we're in safe environments with our friends or with their friends. Uh, and I think that's a great way. I, I think doing extracurricular activities, whether it's playing sports and it doesn't have to be necessarily in the school, but you know, outside of school or just enjoying um, youth group opportunities or service mission trips, things like that. I think those are always ways to find out the character of that person because of different environments. You're only going to see them, whether the highlight reel on Instagram, or you're going to see them in class, and or you're going to see them the one time at parties. You know, y- you need to see them in different environments to know who they are. What about getting to know their families and them getting to know your family? Oh, I think that's imperative. I, because again, our parents, they know who we are and they know when we're trying to put up the facade. And, and if they're a, they're a good parent, I know that I'm intending to do this, not to embarrass them so much, but definitely call them out. I'd be like, why are you acting like that? So I think there's this sense of authenticity when we are around our family, as well as our parents, we've been there. We are discussing this as adults looking back on adolescence. We know what it's like to be a teen, but we also know that there's going to be temptations, struggles, um, Parents are going to have a way to sift through that in a really healthy way. Okay. Mrs. Lugo, can you talk about about how you ended up in your high school relationship and sort of how that evolved? Yeah, it was the beginning of sophomore year, and he was the new kid in school. We didn't have any classes together. We actually met at work. It just so happened we worked at the same place a couple weeks Where is that? School. Where did you work? Um, remember at the mall when they had that halls? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was there. Okay. So we both bust tables. And... Um, Oh, yeah, you go Northrop, so do I, and um, just started hanging out in the mornings in the hallways and, you know, gave him a ride home from school a couple times, you know, hung out here and there a little bit. I don't know exactly when it happened that we made it official that we were boyfriend and girlfriend. It was probably middle of sophomore year, and that first year we were together was great. He was funny. You know, he had his group of friends. I had my group of friends. We'd kind of hang out with both of them. Um then I don't know what it was, something changed. And it did become an unhealthy relationship. And I mean, I finally got out of it right before senior prom. But after that sophomore year, I mean, it starts with like little things. Oh, well, I thought we had plans. Well, I thought we were going out. And it just kind of built up to the point where I'd lost most of my friends at that point. I quit the marching band because he didn't like that. Um, just it started, the control starts so subtly that you don't even see it coming. And then it, you know, not just the emotional control and the, you know, mental abuse. And then, it, you know, it did become physical. And I just kept holding on to that first year. Remember how great that was. Remember how wonderful everything was. Oh, we'll go back to that. You know, I had so much time invested then that I was like, well, I don't want to just walk away from it now. I've got, you know, two years of this and stuff, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. 
and that one did end in a restraining order. It got that bad. Mm. So what what kind of what were the conversations like between you and your parents at that time as that kind of developed? Um, my parents started to see the change and you know, they said, you know, we're not really comfortable with this relationship. And I said, no, 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 no. You don't know him like I do. It's okay. And remember, you guys really liked him. You told me you liked him before. And, you know, I was talking to another friend on the phone, and my dad said, he's like, I haven't heard you laugh like that in so long. And I was like, oh, I know, whatever. And just, you know, kept on going with it. And then my parents said, okay, restrictions, no longer allowed in our vehicles, no longer allowed in our house. That okay, he, he was not. <clears throat> he was yeah. not allowed, yeah. So then we just hung out and his house and you know went out with his friends just never around my house and then my parents were like all right no more and I was like no 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 and then he was actually um arrested and my parents were like see we told you I'm like no 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 it's okay it's okay you know this isn't really him you guys don't know him like I do and it just like kept building up and building up and getting worse and I mean my parents saw it and they finally got me in counseling and got me out of it but he wasn't ready to get out of it and things kept escalating yeah. and now we had to get legal okay so Paige can you talk about what what how do you be a good boyfriend I mean obviously going to the extremes that that Mrs. Lugo's boyfriend at the time did like not not good not right not legal but for the guys and I guess I'm asking because I didn't have this experience myself like what is what is being a good boyfriend in high school look like hmm. oh. Gosh, I think that's a really tough question because I, I don't think there is a certain recipe per se for that. I, I think allowing freedom, I, I think on the the side that I see the most is that they individuals value these relationships so much. It's meeting a need. We are designed to be in a partnership, um, not in adolescence per se, because we're still getting to know each other. So this need is finally met in this partnership and you feel great and it feels wonderful. And then you start realizing this your your partner is is not doing is not meeting your needs any longer and so then that's when the control starts happening that's when you're you're like well if only you spent more time with me if only you called me if only you texted me more then i would be happy in this relationship when in reality you're never going to be happy no one else is going to make you happy you have to make yourself happy so what we are seeing is People are continuing to find this gratification outside of themselves and they're never going to be satisfied so as for what would be a healthy boyfriend? What would be a healthy girlfriend? I think just giving each other space and loving each other for who they are. And if it doesn't work out, then it's not meant to be. Don't force it and especially don't settle. We get stuck in complacency and, and being comfortable in those places, but it doesn't mean it's healthy. Okay. I want to I wanna throw some things in here now as sort of like maybe adult boyfriend advice and, and see what you think. And if you disagree with them, please jump in. Um, I feel like a good boyfriend is someone who really is interested in finding out who this girl is and he doesn't have a vision of like, well, I, I date this type of girl and so therefore I need you to be this type of girl. But like, I like you because of these things, right? Um, I remember this one, uh, <laughs> this one date I went on, this girl was talking to me about how she was the mascot at her high school and she was sort of saying it like, like she was kind of embarrassed about like, yeah, I was this dumb thing. Like I was the mascot. And I was like thinking, oh, this is awesome. This girl is great. <laughs> like, I love the fact that she yes. did that. And, um, you know, finding out who they are and then encouraging those things that you love about them or that like, I mean, and yes. even if something that you don't like, figure out, okay, why don't I like that? Does that have anything to do with me at all or her or whatever that is? Because um, I think it's okay for you to uh, to not necessarily 
think that everything you're you're the person you're in a relationship with does is like amazing but also going like okay well is that something that i should be upset about am i jealous of her because of this or you know what why is this pushing my buttons Mm -hmm. and then figuring out a way that you can talk about those things um where you're not being threatening and you're just listening and also i think too being able to to create a safe space for her where if she has any issues with you that she feels safe talking with you about them um because i think if she doesn't feel comfortable being honest with you then you really don't have a relationship and if she's trying to be someone that she thinks you want her to be like you first of all you're getting an inauthentic version of that person she's trying to invent and you're not even getting her so it's like you're not get, you think maybe you're getting what you want but you're actually getting like a lesser version on both fronts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so agree, disagree. Yeah, anybody Absolutely jump in? I agree. Mm-hmm. With that, I was going to say a lot of times I think we try to avoid even like hurt. So if you see that, if you, you know, you get to, and this is going to an unhealthy, because what you mentioned earlier, I loved, it was beautiful. And yes, that is really healthy, right? But I think what happens is once it gets to the point where you are, um, maybe not being satisfied with who they are or what you're getting out of, out of this relationship is not wanting to be hurt or feel hurt. So you break up or you're out of a relationship and then you come right back because you feel bad or... It's hard. It's hard. And I think sometimes that's what we try to avoid. And it's like, no, it's okay. It's okay to hurt because it's you invested time with this person and... Mm-hmm. There's a grief process to it, I believe. I mean, you've spent time, energy, you've invested, like you said, I, and really you've given a part of your heart to this mm-hmm. person. I mean, even in the crush stage, I, you're still giving yourself to that person a little bit at a time. So absolutely, you're going to have to grieve that. But in grieving that, you're going to have to move on as well. Okay, so let's talk about when it is time to move on. Um, I want to get to how to break up with someone. Um, but before we do that... You know, there's another aspect here I think that we haven't talked about, and that is, um, you know, your friends usually have opinions on your relationships, and a lot of times they have clearer pictures of your relationships than you do. Mm-hmm. And so I have two questions for you, Paige. The first one is, if you are a friend, how can you talk to your friend about their relationship if you have concerns about it? Hmm. Obviously, it depends on the communication you had prior to. Um, I think your motivation is going to be called into question. Usually if it's a girl and girl situation, they'll, they could feel maybe some jealousy. Uh, if the person's in the relationship and my friend comes to me and says, I really don't like this guy. I mean, are you jealous that I'm spending more time with this guy? Or are you jealous you don't have a boyfriend? Um, so I think just addressing that in the beginning, saying that it's not this, it's the fact that I see the way he does this and I see the way he does that. And so if you could have specific examples of how you are are seeing an unhealthy relationship i think is a great way to start yeah and really think if you do have issues like is it because you're just jealous or Mm -hmm. are there legitimate concerns that you have absolutely assess that in yourself first mrs lugo do you feel like during that period in your life i mean did friends come to you and talk to you about things or i guess i'm trying to figure out is there can you think of a way that it would have been effective for somebody to talk to you Oh, gosh. I think I only really had one friend that kind of stuck with me. And even now, looking back, she's like the only one from high school that I really 
talk to, like besides, you know, superficial Facebook things. And, you know, she was there for me. And I don't know if, if I'd be sitting here right now if it weren't for her and just the support she gave me and how she helped me work through some things also. And, you know, she kind of gave me my space to work through things a little bit on my own. But then it's like, hey, Darcy, you know, come on, you got to see this and that too. And I think I needed to see a lot of it on my own too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, just like addictions until they're ready or whatever. And I think I had to be ready. I think that line had to have been crossed for me to finally just get out of the relationship. And yeah, you can like at least start pointing things out, but until they're ready and they truly see, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what else could be done. Okay, so how do we break up with someone in the nicest way possible? Everyone's looking at me and I, you think I would know. Yeah. I didn't date in high school. <laughs> I do believe that um, just having an honest conversation and it's not so much of pointing out the faults in the other person. It, it's more about how you feel in the relationship. And, and most often it's because we don't feel like we're being truly who we are or what, who we're supposed to be. You know, it's, I know that the one relationship that I did have that was quite unhealthy. I mean, I was a 23 year old, you know, I was older and it was still hard for me to walk away, even though my friends told me repeatedly, this is an unhealthy relationship. So it took us both deciding that we are not who we want to be in this relation. We bring out the worst in each other and I'm no longer who I'm, I'm supposed to be. So coming from that angle, it doesn't necessarily make the other person defensive. I, th- I think that's a good angle to come from. And it's also honest, which is very important. I have a comment with that. Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of times, do you think it's important? I'm asking you, Paige, when you're going to break up with someone to also communicate somehow with maybe the support group of that other person. And what I mean by that is like maybe mutual friends, because obviously if you're having a tough time breaking up, it's not gonna be easy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in my situation, it was one of those that I had to like kind of stick to my guns and I, cause I I kept coming, he kept, you know, we kind of kept coming back together because I felt bad. And there's things that he said that made me feel like I need it, like he needs me, mm-hmm. so I need to come, you know, mm-hmm. like it, I was scared. I was scared. He was trying to guilt you into yes, staying. Yes, and I was scared. Manipulate. Ma- yes. Mm-hmm. So are you saying you need to talk to your friends no, or I'm saying, his so friends? Both. I think, I mean, would you think as in first you break up, but also because yes. that's kind of like the route that I ended up taking is there were times that he would call and say he was going to do things. And mm. at that point, I made sure to call. What do you mean do things? Threatened to harm himself. Yes. Yes. And do things mm-hmm. like that. And, and that at happens that point, a lot tonight too. And mm-hmm. at that time, I, I mean, I knew what I wanted. And, you know, after so many, I'm like, no, I, I'm done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, you know, and he's doing awesome. He's an amazing guy right now. And it's, it's really refreshing to see that because he did go through some tough patches and, uh, we needed to get through this though. Um, but I do remember calling his friend and saying, look, he just called me. He's doing this. But I had to keep myself behind. From, from running over there and trying to uh-huh. save the and, day. And boundaries, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think it's between you and your partner first. Mm-hmm. So your boyfriend and you or girlfriend and you, um, you have to make that decision first. But then involving, once you see that the, your partner was not handling the breakup well, if he continues to well, especially manipulate, that's a big thing that we see is I'm going to use whatever 
I can to get you to pay attention to me. So if I threaten self-harm, if I threaten to hurt myself, um, or even you. suicide, mm-hmm. or sure, maybe even to attack me, um, and, and it happens, it happens definitely. I think having those other people to keep him accountable or her accountable um, and away from that conversation. And this is where I highly recommend that you get a caring adult involved. This cannot be necessarily just a peer issue. If you are having your ex threaten, manipulate anything along those lines, and I'm talking not only hurt themselves, but what if they're gonna expose the nudes that you sent them? What if they're gonna expose the texts that you sent when you were in that relationship, in that love? This happens, I think, getting a caring adult involved, not necessarily your parent if you feel uncomfortable, guidance counselors, teachers here. I mean, we are here, we're available for such things. Yeah, another reason not to send those photos. Preach it, preach. Okay, Paige, how do you feel about people taking a break? Yuck. I hate that phrase. Oh, Lord have mercy. And this is a Christian school, too. So when they say God doesn't want us to be together, I literally, and this sounds violent, but I want to punch people in the face when they say that. Because, okay, first off, do I believe that God is a part of everything? Absolutely, I do. He's in all things omnipresent, right? But do I think that he needs to be used as the excuse to break up a relationship? No, I think you're taking the responsibility away from yourself. So please don't use that. Well, I guess I'm asking for people that are like, mm, I don't know, should we take a break? But we're not really breaking up. Do you know what so, I'm saying? So you're still exclusive, but you're not going to talk to each other? Like, it just I mean, doesn't I, I don't make know. I don't know how it works, but okay. And I think it should be a cut off, get done. And then if you need, if you feel like it can be healthy to bring it back together, then get back together. So no, I, I'm not a fan of breaks. Okay. Uh, and then I think the final thing is, and you, you talked about this, you know, if you are going to go through, if you're going through a hard breakup, certainly you need to bring an adult in there, uh, especially with those kind of issues that you talked about. But also I feel like those times, and this is true, whether you're in high school or afterwards, um, you know, that's the time to call on your friends and say, look, I'm going to need you mm-hmm. for a little while because mm-hmm. I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to, f- and this is true for guys and girls. I mean, I don't know that I would call up my guys and be like, I'm going to be lonely for a while. <laughs> but like, you know, if I break up with someone, I'll call up some friends and be like, hey, I need, like, let's get together. Let's go mm-hmm. see a movie or let's go have dinner mm-hmm. next week. Just because I know that if I don't do that, I'll go like, or I could like go see her or, you know. And I'm like, with you on that. And mm-hmm. we get into those patterns. We were talking about relationships where they become controlling. So mm-hmm. two became one in that case, not in a healthy way. You don't know who you are any longer when you've been in those relationships. So now it's so vulnerable and it's so overwhelming. You probably called each other at the same time every night. You FaceTimed on certain times, or Saturdays. Text. I think or, some people don't even call their That's the people very true. I'm so old school, with, aren't I? Right, and you get used to that. So then supplement, that's where you say, you know what, I'm going to be calling, not calling again, FaceTiming, texting, Twittering mm-hmm. you, DMing you, whatever it is during this time, because that used to be our time. And I'm, I don't know how to do or handle myself during that. Okay. How do you deal with seeing them all over your social media after you've oh, broken up? I highly recommend you block you unfollow, you unfollow their friends. You are just torturing yourself. And do not follow their new boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> I've yes. never understood that. Yes. Like, I had to get rid of my Twitter because I had my Facebook for personal Twitter for students to follow or whatever. And oh my gosh, it's like, why are you following your ex's new person? And then complaining about it. Like we get it. We get the curiosity and we understand the desire to know this person. Oh, they think they're better than me or oh, maybe they are better than me. You know, just don't torture yourself. You will never get over it. Your, your wound will never heal if you continue to stab yourself with it. It's just, it's just not going to happen. 
Okay, so we have covered a whole lot in this episode. Uh, so now hopefully if you feel like you need uh, to end a relationship that you're in, you have uh, some power from us that we have sent through uh, your headphones. Um, and on our next episode, we're going to talk about what happens if everything is great and you want to keep going um, because the longer that you're with people, the more questions that come up about um, all kinds of issues related to physicality, intimacy, that kind of stuff. So that is what we're going to talk about on our next episode. We will talk to you then. Thank <laughs> you.